0: Welcome back to the Sacred Penning Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, international best-selling author, and a transformative soul journaling practitioner. I've experienced and taught the power of this sacred practice for 24 years and journaled since the age of eight. Every Wednesday, we provide somatic, meditative inspiration and spirit-led prompts to pen your way to brighter days. Let's activate energetic discoveries together. It's all at your fingertips. Ready to get gritty? Let's dip in. Welcome back to the Joyful Journaling Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. Thank you so much for continuing to join us for what has been a summer sojourn, now turning into some autumn adventures. Today we are reading from Chapter 7 from Embodying Joy, a Heart Journal, a memoir with journal space for body, mind, and spirit health. This is the memoir that I wrote during a difficult time, during 2022, and released in January of 2023. The feedback has been incredible Uh, with my offering, the free offering of the audiobook. I really appreciate all the DMs and a couple emails that have connect with me to let me know how the book is impacting you, perhaps helping you dig into your own process of embodying joy. We always welcome any other feedback that you can give with an official review. We love ratings and reviews. And if you want to get your own copy of the book, it is still available on Amazon. It has been quite a few weeks since I've sat down to record a podcast. I've been in a major life transition. I have gone from teaching middle and high school, and some college classes during most of my life, to third grade elementary teaching. All I can say is that every day is a chance that I wake up, feel incredible, discover joy through the eyes of my students, and I feel like I've been given a new lease on not only life, but, but teaching. I am in a private school, It is wonderful to be back in a private setting where I can express my faith and be completely myself with the students. I get paid to love children. It's kind of crazy. Today's story is embedded in my own childhood, and this goes from the time that I met my childhood best friend, which was around 1978, that I can recall. And we're still friends till today. Uh, We just spoke a few weeks ago on the phone for well over an hour, and I am so blessed to say that I have some friends that have lasted a lifetime. Chapter 7. This is dedicated to you, Sherry. Chapter 7. Twins Imagined, Terry and Tina, 1978 to 2022. The little girl who lived around the corner from me seemed to have it all. The best dresses, the cutest toys, the biggest pool, the nicest piano and fireplace right in her living room. We met because our parents were neighbors and back in the late 70s, early 80s neighborhood, parents were tight. Her mom collected all the neatest things, from Hummel figurines to dolls to fancy china and plates on the wall. She had the best peanut butter and fluff sandwiches, real grape Kool-Aid made with sugar and all. We'd spend our preschool and kindergarten years inseparable. We even went to dance class at the same studio. She was always in a more advanced class, though, even from the beginning. Her mom was our Girl Scout leader. Her dad was a state police officer. And the best part was... I could always be goofy around her. She and her entire family were really good at making me laugh. We even attended my very first concert together, Mon Jovi, with her older brother one night in our early teens. And of course, we had sleepovers. I'll never forget how soft the pillows were at her house. They had real down feather pillows, and you just sank into heavenly sleep. Even after watching scary movies we weren't supposed to watch on HBO. Her home was my second home the home of Cabbage Patch get-togethers, strawberry shortcake smell-offs, Grease Lightning sing-alongs, and competitions in her underground pool. My favorite memories were often at her house. I felt safe and loved there. In 1981, we moved from Mexico because my father's job had been transferred. I had to say goodbye to Sherry, to my neighborhood, and to my friend. We were supposed to live in Mexico until I was in fourth grade, three years. Yet when my mother became pregnant with my sister, all that changed. My adoptive mom had diabetes, and my parents were leaving nothing to chance in a foreign country for her special prenatal care. I was able to return to school with my best friend starting in third grade, and our walks home together, our imaginations soared. Little House in the Prairie was popular at the time, and when the grass was getting long in the fields between school and home, we pretended to be in the opening scene. We told stories, shared secrets, and began to form a sisterhood bond. We imagined ourselves as twins and called each other Terry, me, and Tina, her. Terry and Tina stemmed from our obsession with all things sisterly, for in reality, neither of us had one we could really play with. She had an older brother, no younger siblings. My brother and sister were little, and at that point in my life, annoying. Both of us adopted, we longed to have a long-lost sibling, and so, inspired by Escape from Witch Mountain, a movie from 1975, we too found our magical powers when we came together. Our powers were a little more practical than Tony and Tia's for the movie. We ran one hell of a restaurant, the Swiss Chalet, original, I know, in her parents' family basement, complete with menus, fancy food, fancy napkins, and the best plastic play food with some real food substitutes around. How on earth we knew what Swiss cuisine was is still a mystery to me. When winter came, the long walk home from school became the fields and mountains of the Swiss Alps, The stories we wrote down and the letters we wrote to one another in character, as twins, Terry and Tina, were some of the fondest memories of my childhood. I believed in these sisters' dreams and adventures almost as much as I believed in magic as a little girl. As we grew older, the magic of the twins and the fake food began to fade, and our bond was tested as popularity, cliques, fashion choices, boys, and different sports became involved. As we finished sixth grade, our little Catholic school closed its middle school, and we were separated again. I attended the private school at a different parish across town, and she attended public school. Walking the prayers or climbing the mountains became distant memories, but somehow, some of the letters we wrote to one another remained. Eventually, we would attend high school together, and although we would take very different friend and activity paths, we always stayed in touch. She read the scripture at my first wedding, and she was one of the first people I called to let her know I was pregnant with my son. When my adoptive mom passed away in 2019, She and her mom were the first people there for us. When we packed up my mom's house after she passed, and the new family was preparing to move in, her parents were some of the last people in my old childhood home. When I was sick and struggling this fall and winter, she was there, reaching out. Some bonds don't need to be imagined, but simply felt. Anytime she calls, I pick up, and know we're right back there. Twins imagined, sisters always at heart. I read in her magazine this year, 2022, that, quote, according to new research, we make just 29 real friends in our lifetime, and only six of them last the distance, end quote. I'm Les Sherry, is one of my six. Let's take a moment to ground ourselves before we journal. Let's breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Journal prompt eight. Think of someone you've known for most of your life. What memory do you hold dear that connects your heart spaces over time and some of life's most bumpy events? What bonds you to this person? For me, it was Sherry. Who is it for you? Write down an authentic adventure you once shared with this individual that somehow still completes your story, even today. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Be present. Be you. Write you. Right now. Let's take five minutes with Masood Taj's beautiful Unconditional Love track. And if you feel like extending your journaling, I do have a fun song, which is track number 11 from the original Grease motion picture soundtrack. You can add that to your journaling. This is a joyful story. Think about A friend that helped you complete your own joyful times. Joyful journaling to you. We'll see you in five. I'm Thank <laughs> you.